The Spanish Announce Table. You have found Pro Wrestling's Best Podcast. This is episode 439 of the Spanish Announce Table. Pro Wrestling. We love it. You love it. That's why we should be wrestling friends. We want to talk to our wrestling friends. We are going to do that here tonight. If you are live with us in the YouTube chat, it is Thursday night, the 15th of June. Uh, here, if you're listening back later, uh, you can always join us live during the YouTube chat with us along, or you can use hashtag tweet the table throughout the week on Twitter and tell us your wrestling thoughts and we'll read them live on the show. Like we're going to do a couple here, uh, during this episode and Tom, are you ready to talk about some wrestling with our wrestling friends? Yeah. I tell you what, this feels like the last week before shit gets crazy. Doesn't it? Like Mm. this feels like next week is another, well, so Friday, Rampage, no big deal. Saturday, the debut of Collision, which we'll talk about later. Then next week, well, then next week we got another Dynamite, another Collision. Then we got Forbidden Door. Then right around the corner is All In, All Out. Like we got some shit cranking out here coming up, I tell you. We do. And we got Jeffrey Sills in the chat. He says, what up, boys? With a Z, like we're the Hardys. Can't wait to talk about this episode of Dynamite. And I can't either. We had a really, if, if I do say so, jumping the gun a little bit here, a fun episode of Dynamite. We are going to talk about that coming up. We are also going to uh, talk about some things that happened historically on this day in, in pro wrestling. We're also, I want to jump ahead on one tweet the table, Tom, because it's out of order. It's a little bit off the wrestling topic, if you will. So let's just bring it up right now. It's from a longtime friend of the show. Might have been around out of the 10 years, maybe all of them. It's Mr. Fourth Row. He says, gotta love a celebrated, uh, or gotta love a celebration. Christian Braun wearing the WWE Nuggets championship belt. Hashtag tweet the table. Let me tell you why I don't got to love it. He played for the KU Jayhawks and fuck that guy. Well, then he, have you heard his last four seasons? Oh yeah. He's like won a championship, like five out of the, or three out of the last five years or something like that or something like that yeah no he's four. won the last four oh, years Jesus. he won three consecutive state championships at olathe whatever yeah. direction because you're fucking kansas weird asses mm-hmm. then he went to ku won a title at ku and then his rookie year at denver won the fucking nba championship he well, doesn't think, even know no, what it feels so like, to like i think last year they did not win a national so i think that's where the like four out of five comes out or something like that yeah they did Kansas uh, won last year. They did not win. No, the UConn won this year. UConn won this year, but they right. he was a rookie this year. Oh, yeah, that's last right. He was a rookie year, this year. Last college, year, KU yeah. won. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah. 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 Did he only play one year at KU? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That's where I think – I thought I would saw like four – or, you know, like there was one year not because it was like two years at KU, I thought, or something like that. Oh, who gives a shit? Maybe. The guy – he I know wins. he, I know he wins a lot of championships, but he sucks. Fuck. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, Denver. Here's yeah. the thing, Mister Fourth Row. So happy for you yes. to be a part of a parade. Enjoy it because it's never happening during football season. Yeah. So you got basketball because yeah. we don't have a basketball team, but you got that. Yet. So good. Yet. They're on the expansion list. All right, putting you on the spot. We have mm-hmm. Kansas City fans putting you on the spot right now. Gun to mm-hmm. your head. Hockey or basketball? Which one? Which one do I pro want? team, hockey or basketball? Or which one yeah, are we going to get? Hockey or basketball. Which one do you want? Basketball. Which one do you think we're going to get? Hockey. 
Fuck yeah, hockey. And I'd be fine with hockey. Hockey is fun. You know what I mean? I've, I've been more introduced lately to it, and I would love it. I personally, my favorite sport to play and, and engage in is basketball, and I would love a local team here for the NBA. But hockey would probably yeah, I mean, be, that'd that, be, cool would be yeah, that one B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I wouldn't hate that either. Uh, again, we'll get a, you know, I know not everybody's from Kansas City, the home of the Super Bowl champions, you know, where Patrick Mahomes is the star quarterback hey! of. I get it. Mr. Fourth Row, yeah. oddly enough, so your basketball team yeah. celebrates with a parade. Our football team is getting their Super Bowl rings tonight. Yeah, Look same, 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 same. <laughs> Except same. this is our second in like around. four years, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Seal says, Casey has a rich history in basketball. And yes, it does. It absolutely does have a rich history in basketball. And that's why it would... Uh, we would love it back here. But let's talk about pro wrestling, Tom. Can't say Kings. We're going to talk about present-day pro wrestling when we talk about AEW Dynamite, right? Which will lead us into conversations about future pro wrestling and where AEW Dynamite is going, yes? But what we haven't covered then, so we should cover first, is what happened in the past in pro wrestling. Seems skeptical, Tom. <laughs> We're going to see what happened. On this day. In pro wrestling history... Throughout uh, June 19th through the June 23rd. Yeah? Are you excited for this? What are you up to? I don't I mean, trust you. What are you up to? We're getting in the Spanish Nouns time machine like we always do. And we're going to go see what happened in pro wrestling history. All right. Let's start. <laughs> Buckle in. Flux capacitor is going. Here we go. On this day. June 19th, 1994. WWF King of the Ring was held in Baltimore, Maryland. Owen Hart would win this event, proclaiming himself the King of the Hearts during his coronation ceremony. Owen Hart pinned Tatanka in the first round of the tournament, made the 1-2-3 kid submit to the sharpshooter in the second round, and defeated which wrestler in the finals to become the King of the Ring. On this day! Are you looking at the answer over there? What are you? <laughs> no, I was writing yeah. back. Uh-huh. Um, hmm? Tatanka hmm? is who he beat first. Yeah. Who did you say was second? He made the one, two, three kids submit to the sharpshooter in the second round, and then he won. And then, and then he's he like, won the "Fuck finals. you, Bret Hart. I'm yeah, the better." King of yeah. the hearts. And then he's like, "Oh, yep. I'm the king. Fuck you." Mm-hmm. I, to be honest. 94 wasn't a great year. True. I, there was some good stars there. Well, I'm saying I was a more WCW kid. Oh, right. So sure. I'm all sure, sure, sure. Sting and Steiner Brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about the hearts. Um, but yeah, well, yeah. do you remember that this kind of started that whole thing? So I'm going to say it was Razor Ramon. It was Razor Ramon. That is exactly right. Nice. <laughs> Just guess. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a great guess, though, because I think that's right. You know, that's shortly before he left, right? So it's it makes sense he wasn't, you know. And, you know, Razor was always kind of in that spot. Like, he never really – like, he won titles a few times. and But I don't think he ever won, like, a king of the ring. Like, he had no problem putting over somebody in the finals and, and being just fine. So that fits. And that is prime that time, right? That's the overly done characters, yeah. right? 
Well, yeah, because well, and also it was like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, Diesel, like and Sid, Yoko Zuna, like guess like, both six just coming around. Was it Yoko yeah. Zuna even there yet? Ninety five. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. We don't fact. Yeah, he was. Except for this, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. checked beforehand, yeah. but not during. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. On this day. June twentieth, two thousand eleven. Not a great year for wrestling either. Maybe. WWE yeah, Raw was held in Baltimore, Maryland. Again. Some of the highlights of this card include Kelly Kelly defeated Brie Bella to win the WWE Divas Championship. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Mason Ryan defeated Evan Bourne. Talk about the generic names, right? Remember the real generic name time frame? This is it right here. Everybody, Airborne. Yeah, everybody was like, like, Hunter Dickinson. Right? It was just like the weird, like, basic name that wouldn't be anything. Mark Henry was disqualified in his arm wrestling match against Kane. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan defeated Cody Rhodes in a no count out match. Michael Cole defeated Vicky Guerrero in a dance off. This is what I was talking about a few weeks ago when it was everybody had to dance. Remember this time frame? There was dancing mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. every show by somebody. Alberto mm-hmm. Del Rio and Rey Mysterio lost a triple threat match to be named the number one contender for the WWE Championship. To which wrestler? Miz. <laughs> it is not the Miz. Care to take any more guesses or do you want to? Triple threat. Triple threat. Those two defeated lost Alberto the number Del Rio. one contender. Yeah, for the number one contender. Orton. Ooh, Randy Orton, Orton. Would have been a good guess. That's a good time frame. The answer is the already mentioned CM Punk, who would get on the mic afterwards and announce that his WWE contract would be ending the same day as his title match at Money in the Bank, and he fully intended to leave WWE with their WWE championship, thus beginning the stages of the summer. Of punk. Hold on. So what? Not, so he won that. Mm-hmm. What did Cena do? Well, Cena was the champion, so CM Punk is the number one contender now to face Cena. So Punk says at so Money in the that Bank. This, right, but we're saying that this was the pipe bomb. I don't know. The pipe bomb I think came later. I think the pipe bomb okay, maybe was next you. week okay. or something. I would have to check on that. No, this is directly after You're the match. Right. Yeah, directly after You're the match, right, he right, gets right, up right. and he's like, "Hey." My fucking gotcha, contract gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. ends. I'm taking your yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And I'm leaving. I thought you were saying, yeah. And at yeah, the yeah, time, yeah. no way okay. in hell did I thought they would do that. And they didn't. I mean, they, you know what I mean? They kind of acted like they were gonna, and then they had to, like, pull them in uh, early because they had no star power for SummerSlam or something like that. But, uh, they, you know, he was signed enough to allow him to go play this game. I, I would have liked to have mm. maybe see it play out more. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. And then we know the rest of the story. You know, I made on. news. I made, you know, I made news during the summer of punk. Oh yeah. You Did tried you to get him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You tried to get him to show up to a Titan FC. It made the, yeah. It made the front page of Meltzer fucking call. Yeah. Meltzer called us. And I was like, I ain't talking to that motherfucker. Um, yeah. Cause I that sent out a tweet mm. with it. No, it wouldn't have been. Oh, if he <laughs> would have came. Yes, yes. But I didn't want to talk to Meltzer. Um, uh, yeah, he so 
we're putting up the stage. It was after he won the title at Money in the Bank. We're putting up the stage. It's empty. I'm bored. I just take a picture of an empty chair next to the cage. And I say, hey, CM Punk, if you're free, come to Titan FC. And then he quote tweeted it and said, sounds interesting to me. And then it just blew up. Blew like up. that tweet got 10,000 oh, likes and, and all, this that is, stuff, all that stuff. This is prime Twitter time. This is before Twitter kind of started falling off. Like, oh, yeah. Twitter was probably, I mean, I don't know Twitter's numbers, but this has to be one of their like higher used moments, I would think, right? Everybody was on oh, Twitter yeah. in this day and age. And there wasn't a whole and lot of so, alternatives, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and so Wade Keller po- posted it. And then I remember looking at the office phone, and there's a number from a place I've never heard of. So I was like, I ain't fucking answering that. Because you never know, right? Some fighters uh, want you to come uh, book them now. So I just didn't answer it. Um, and then he left a voicemail saying, I'm Dove Meltzer was, was seeing this thing, wanting to know if there's any more information you could provide. And fuck you. Um, he still ran a story. Way to be a fucking journalist. And... Um, then what I did not know the entire time is apparently Michael Sh- Michael Chavello, who is friends with Punk and was the commentator uh, for HDNet, he reached out directly to Punk and they're trying to reach something like an agreement. But then that's when they pulled the plug early Bottom and then back, came yeah. back and did the title title thing. Yep. Yep. What yeah. would have been? What would have been? Unfortunately, we didn't get that. You know, I mean, I, I've said many times, like, I can deal without punk, and I, I think it's overblown. The, like, the pipe bomb was great, but, like, that whole summer of punk, and, like, people treat that like it was, you know, the second coming of Jesus, right? I'm always going to – but I, I wish we could have seen it play out more because I, maybe it would have hit yeah. home better for me. Yeah. Yeah, because it was refreshing because there was one moment I distinctly remember where the the WWE was doing some type of panel at a San Diego Comic-Con, I think it was, and Punk just walked up and was like, oh, you guys talking about this? And Triple H, whether it was legit or not, that he knew that Punk was going to do yeah. that. He knew the real situation, but he seemed flustered and was not happy. And so it added some – it was refreshing. That's the thing I think that was the best thing about Punk is – we're in this sludge of rinse, repeat. Cena's not champ. Cena's champ. Cena's not champ. Cena's champ. And then you have little ancillary things like a cane, you know, electrocutes Shane McMahon's testicles. Oh, that's fun. But then nothing really else, right? Yeah. And then Punk says, I'm going to flip everything upside down and I'm not going to look like any of these other fucking right. people. Oh, I know. At the time, too, I mean, I was behind it. I was like, this is awesome. I want to see this, right? Like, I was. I wouldn't necessarily maybe say I was like a punk fan, but I wasn't a punk hater or anything, right? I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. And it just kind of never, never went. If he would have showed up, if he would have showed up, because they're, I'm not going to out the sources, but I have confirmed sources who told me on CM, CM Punk's bus that as he would watch UFC events, he would look at heavyweights such as Alistair Overeem. And if you don't know who Alistair Overeem is, uh, hit pause or Google it while you're watching. And confirmed source said CM Punk was laying down in his tour bus and said, I could beat that guy. And then later we would find out he couldn't beat up anybody. But that's all to say, if he would have showed up to Titan, I guarantee you we would have gave him Look, Jake Hager has three wins over 
three Kansas City heavyweights that suck. I could have found him an easy person to beat. Even for him, easy person to beat. What could have been? He could have been 1-0 and in Titan FC, went back to WWE, the toughest guy, Ken Shamrock style ever. They and, still uh, say that on AEW now. An undefeated MMA fighter is Jake Hager. Like, <laughs> like I get fucking Well, early. yeah. Now, Jake Hager is a Division One national champion. Like, oh, he can beat up more shit. than yes. the bums he's been beating up. I do agree. But, like, yes. there's also guys that could beat him up. Facing. Right? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's not real competition. He wouldn't be undefeated if he was facing guys of his caliber, right? That's the the thing that that we're saying. Now, um, uh, Theo P75 in the chat says, I am still a CM Punk fan, and I get it. I know there are a lot of folks there, and he still does. Now, I think because of the brawl out, does offer a little bit reminiscent of the I'm about to drop a bomb on all of this. He does bring some of that back now, right? The return... When he came back and we all went, oh, the building almost blew the roof off. I don't think that feeling was there with Punk. It was more just like, a, oh, my God, the guy's back. We thought he'd never be back, right? What are we going to do now? How is he going to fit in? Is he going to wrestle all these matches? But now we bring back this like, oh, shit, here's the ticking time bomb is back, right? So might that bring some more interest from me and you and CM Punk, maybe? Hell, yeah. I don't yeah. want... I don't want, uh, we're on our farewell tour, smile, hucky, huck, yuck, yuck, uh, go to sleeps. I want some fucking mean ass yeah. punk has some shit he needs to say. Jeffrey still says CM Punk's MMA career is a jobber. And yeah, I don't know if it's on this show. Somebody can go back and listen, find out the, whenever the announcement was made of who CM Punk's first opponent would be and find the weeks around there and listen to the episodes. Maybe we said it on the show, but I know you definitely said it while we were preparing for the show when we said, oh, they announced Mickey Gall is going to face CM Punk. Your first breathed words were, he's fucked. <laughs> You're like, he's mm-hmm. done. Punk's done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yeah. wish I would have bet money. God, I should have bet money. Man, I should have bet money. Yeah. You knew. You knew. Mickey Gall beats up a lot of fucking people. Yeah. For sure. And especially <laughs> fuck. And yet you definitely knew when CM Punk was fucked when they did the highlight. Again, I'll say that one more time. The highlight of CM Punk's MMA training and his fucking striking was oh my God. There's there are fucking soccer moms in glory fit classes that have better one twos than that fucking shit. I'm not even kidding you. That was the, and that's Duke Rufus. Duke Rufus is a legit kickboxing legend. That was yeah. his striking coach. And he was like, yep, we're going to put this on TV. <laughs> yeah, this is what they edited oh to God. be the best shot. That's what I'm saying. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, fucking. Yeah, great. not even like yeah. this is a run of the mill average <laughs> training. This is the coolest right. stuff we could find. The most yeah, intimidating, the, fucking best. the most <laughs> fear inducing. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave that there where it is. And the next summer of punk possibly is uh, maybe we'll be talking about that someday when we discuss what happened. But for now, we're going to see what happened. June 21st, 2001. The first episode of WWE's Tough Enough reality show aired on MTV. This first season was eventually won by Maven Huffman and Nydia Gennard. Yep, nailed it. Oh, yeah, Nydia. Who were the four coaches of the original WWE Tough Enough? 
Mm. That's a kick in the dick. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can you uh, name one? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, dude, this one's going to be a tough one. You get a lot of these. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this will not be tough. And you just say it. You're just like, oh, and then you guess right half the time. Al, <laughs> Al Snow. Al Snow. Yeah, he was like the head guy, right? Because I think at the time he was also yeah, head yeah. trainer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Al Snow. Al Snow. Everybody loves Hardcore head. Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly is not one of the original four. I think he may have yeah. been in there, if I remember correctly. I think they brought him in, but I, I think he was a later coach in later okay. seasons. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Two men and two um, women. I'll give you that. Good, fair. Oh, I'm not getting the women at all. <laughs> May Young. I don't know who they're getting to coach the women. Okay, well, I'll uh, give you the women. It Molly Holly? It was not Molly Holly. It was Jacqueline, right? Jackie. Okay. And then Tori. Not Tori Wilson. Tori. T-O-R-I. Xbox Tori. Tori, right. Yes, Tori. Uh, so now you've got Al Snow. So who's our fourth one? You love this guy. Bill DeMott. Not Bill DeMott. Nope, you love this guy. One more, you love you, motherfucker. It wasn't Jeff Jarrett, it was not Jeff Jarrett. No, no, you actually (laughs) love this guy. It's Taz. Taz was the fourth host of the original Tough Enough. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to guess this shit either. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. wow, yeah, kind of want to go back and watch it it now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I remember Al Snow because Al Snow was like a few seasons, right? Yeah. And again, uh, I think Al Snow was like the main guy, right? Like he was the yeah, guy yeah, leading yeah. everything. But now, now yeah. as you said, I remember we get the shot of like Taz probably in a fucking leather jacket or maybe like a workout gear with his track suit with his sunglasses pissed off as these folks are coming in, right? He's standing in the line of coaches. Yeah, exactly. Looking like that. Lips all stuck out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taz. Yep, ready to just oh, like, man, I'm going to eat was... every one of these people coming in here. Taz. Tough enough. Love Taz. It feels like a great failed experiment, doesn't it? Tough enough. Has anybody ever really, I mean, The Miz kind of came out of Tough Enough, kind of, but I think he would have been around without it, right? He is, you know, he was talking about yeah. wrestling in the real world, and he would have found his way there anyway. Um, well, from Morrison, all accounts. John Morrison? But I feel like he would have found his way there too. Yeah. Like he would have found his way there too. And maybe. Like. Yeah. But Matt, and I'm going to butcher his last name because I don't remember how to say it. Capanelli. Mm, he passed yeah. away, unfortunately. Yeah. He won tough enough. And from all accounts, he was going to be yeah. a fucking star. But then he, you know. Uh, Patrick passed. Clark, was he on a tough enough? The Velveteen Dream? Yeah, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the later, the new uh, reincarnations of it when they brought it back. Yeah. Chris Nowinski. Now he became famous outside of WWE. Correct. Now he's like a but he had a future. He was concussion good. guy. He was good. Yeah. If the concussion mm-hmm. thing wouldn't have been an issue, maybe we'd have seen him around. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right. Jeff- Jeffrey Sill says David Otunga. David oh, Otunga is another. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Nice. Jeffrey Sills says, "Got to have at least one Jeff Jarrett question." That's the running bit. It's tough, man. Like there's like I I have desperately sometimes gone deep into like my research trying to find something there's a jeff jarrett something every week but i just don't want it to just be like psychosis beat jeff jarrett right that's not fun it's got to be for yeah. something you know what no. I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 of course all right June 22nd 1996 ecw hardcore heaven was held in philadelphia pennsylvania so this is not jeff jarrett <laughs> ECW. That we know of. Was he ever in ECW? I don't think he was. 
No, 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 no. Not even the like WWE reboot, right? Well, that was happening during TNA. All right. Highlights of this card include Sabu defeated Rob Van Dam. A young Chris Jericho defeated Pitbull 2 to win the ECW TV title. Yep. Tommy Dreamer defeated Brian Lee in a weapons match, which I isn't every match in ECW a weapons match? Yeah. <laughs> ECW, it's like a hardcore match. <laughs> okay, thanks. ECW Tag Team Champions, the Eliminators, wrestled in two, two tag team title matches that both ended in a no contest draw against the Bruise Brothers and the Gangsters. Taz defeated Paul, what? Do you know who the Bruise Brothers were? The Harris Twins. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't remember that that mm-hmm. was them, but yeah, the Bruise those Brothers. motherfuckers yeah. were legit. Taz yeah. defeated Paul Verlins, am I saying that right? In a shoot fight rules match. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It was a shoot well, I love so, Taz, but come on. So a fight. Uh, <laughs> that would be a fight, right? Uh, mm. And then Raven pinned which wrestler to retain... The ECW World Heavyweight Championship. In 96? 96. I forget this name associated with ECW, but it was there. Oh, well, that takes... Hmm? I was going to say Terry Funk, but then that takes it away. You're close. Um, I think you're on the right... You're on the right track. 96 mm-hmm. so early in their early in the ecw stuff they use like jimmy snooka and mm-hmm. don morocco yeah. and like arn anderson yeah. and bobby well, you mentioned terry there. funk but there's somebody kind of similar terry funk kind of similar some ways J- no because he wasn't i was gonna say jerry the king waller but that was later yeah I don't and again know. this is raven know. was the champion and retained right so this person to mm-hmm. my knowledge, I don't think held the ECW World Championship, but maybe they did. But I don't think so. Maybe they did I don't, I'm, early. No maybe they did early. Terry before. Funk was my guess. It was Terry yeah. Gordy. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. You remember this? Oh, like I forget again associated oh, with but he I, did a decent stunt there, did Terry Gordy. Yeah. I don't remember him. BOP says Johnny Polo. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> That's a, yeah. 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 I would love to see Raven, Raven. come out and like Raven. bring Johnny Polo back for an for an event, right? To just show up as like an aged Johnny Polo. <laughs> Dude, Raven is such a fucking before his time character. Like he was so revolutionary. Like you know, I joke around back when uh, we were talking about Kevin Nash one week, and Kevin Nash was like, "I was the closest thing to Tupac," and it was like, "Sure, right?" Yeah, but. In the 90s, like 96, first of all, we had New Jack, like, right? He was probably the (laughs) closest, right? Yeah, in fact, he might have been more Tupac than Tupac, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But Raven, I mean, you want to say a wrestler that represented something, grunge and Raven were one in the same, and that's his prime, perfect 96, the 95, 94. Mm -hmm. I'm 14, 15, 16 years old. It I was like, I had flannel shirts, right? And the ripped holes in mm-hmm. the jeans. And like, so Raven, especially where I grew up, we didn't always get ECW easily. Like I had it sometimes depending on the cable company my parents had at the time. And so like channel Raven. 96. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. Sometimes you have those squiggly mm-hmm. channels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I caught every 
pay-per-view, of course, and other things that might have been on the <laughs> right other pay-per-view events <laughs> not related to wrestling. Uh, sometimes you get to see a nipple, right, in the squiggly lines. Um, so crazy. Yeah, it's great. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this anymore. Oh, but Raven. Even if I couldn't, like, if you would have asked me then, like, who's one of your favorite wrestlers? I would have been like, Raven. Just because of that, right? Just because of what you're saying. He captured the feeling of the moment, for sure. Spot on. And that's yeah. what everybody said, too, is like, he's not that guy. But he did it so convincingly. People are like, he is not the, like, I'm going to soak in the quiet, woe is me, you know, let's take some heroin guy, right? They're like, he's not that at all. But he played it so well, so perfectly. So amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, we could do a whole episode on just Raven's career. Jeffrey Sills says, I wore Jinko jeans, too. And fuck yes. Oh, hell yeah. I had a big wallet chain hanging off of that son of a bitch. You had some, like, like some low-cut Pumas. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. When these kids had Yeah, because we're in 97. <laughs> yeah. Because then 97 is when he really made his mark on the national scene because that uh, feud he had with Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, I remember it was on MTV. They were doing something with Diamond Dallas Page and Carson Daly was like interviewing him something and Raven hit him with a fucking stop yes. sign and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, hell Nobody yeah. smartened them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that was the shit. Yeah. And Jeffrey Sills yeah. says Raven is also a certified genius, which I think is also not mentioned a whole lot either. But like, I think, yeah, he's one of those that like, he's a real brainy guy. Same, same. Yeah, same, same. We all know. We're all, yeah, we all know that. <laughs> Jeffrey Sills, Theo, Tom, yeah. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. All right, well, then let's move on. Enough ECW talk. Let's find out what happened. On this day. June 23rd, 2004. NWA TNA held their 99th weekly pay-per-view from the Tennessee State Fairgrounds Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> 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 you motherfucker. What? America's most wanted. Chris Harrison, James Storm, defeated Kazunari Nosawa and Kazushi Miyamoto. Nailed it. To retain the Nailed NWA it. tag team titles. Trinity defeated Desire in a stretcher match. Jerry Lynn defeated Scott Damore. AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy wrestled to a no contest draw in an X Division title match. That Run. dude, do you remember that? No. That was when Jeff Jeff Hardy got fired from WWE. Mm. And that was his first thing like outside of WWE. No you. one knew that he came. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I gotta go back and watch big. it. Right. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Please, Sills. Go ahead. Continue. Is, Jeffrey Sills is already guessing in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> As he should. Ron Killings. Wrestled to a no contest draw in an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match against which wrestler? There's no selling. Hey man, some dynamite! Get- <laughs> dynamite started off with a fucking banger. <laughs> you don't even care. This isn't uh, Jerry Lynn. This isn't. Uh, <laughs> what do you? Yeah. What'd you say? Uh, Jeff Jarrett. It is Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Tom's favorite wrestler. I always got to make sure we know what Jeff Jarrett was doing. These NWA TNA pay-per-views. You said you used to watch these. Or did you watch Sometimes. them on the Squiggly Sometimes. channel? Sometimes. Okay. No, no, no. Because that was kind of past. Like, Squiggly channel had a Yeah, time that's true. This is digital place, time. This is kind of after that. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I followed it because the first 
NWA TNA champion was Ken Shamrock. And I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Uh, because he had just got his ass kicked by Tito Ortiz. And so I was like, oh, he's going back to wrestling. That's cool. What's this? I never heard of that. And then as we were just talking about ECW 1996 Raven, Raven was also hanging around this time uh, in TNA. And I was like, well, I got to see what the fuck he does. And obviously I knew of Jeff Jarrett, but didn't give a shit. But like, so there were some people there that I was like, well, that's interesting. Like Scott Hall showed up one time, like Jeff Hardy showed up out of getting fired from WWE. So it kept me interested enough. And then, oh, and then it aired on F or Fox Sports, Kansas City, whatever your local Fox Sports was. Yeah. After the best damn sports show period. Remember that with Tom Arnold and all of those, it aired after that. Yeah. It aired after that for like 30 minutes. It was like a highlight clip show, but yeah. Nice. So I'd watch it from time to time. Jeffrey Sills in the chat says your Japanese is very good. How long did you practice that name in the mirror? Um, I did practice it a couple times when I first saw it. And then I just decided, Hey, this sounds good enough to just be confident in being wrong. Right. So (laughs) now you say my Japanese is very good, but again, I know you're somewhat new listener here, Jeffrey Sills, or viewer Jeffrey Sills. Uh, if you go back in the day, we had a, a longtime listener who's not been around in a while. Maybe we'll reach out into the ether and see if Ceramic Samurai is still hanging around. She reminded oh, us what up, girl? that we had been pronouncing Asuka <laughs> incorrectly for about 20 weeks straight, and she'd really finally had it. <laughs> yeah. Asuka. Yeah. Yeah, it's Oscar. We really were like, oh, okay, I get, okay, Asuka, yeah, Asuka, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She squared uh, us what away, up, girl. Yeah, sir. Yes, where are you, Mop? Where are you at? And uh, Ceramic Samurai, where are you at? I have a vision. Mop probably. I think Mop left us because I know we thought it was you, but it might have been me on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll know. We'll know. Oh, gotcha, man. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard from the Mop Jockey. We haven't heard from Ceramic Samurai in a long time. There's a bunch of folks we haven't heard from. And that reminds me to tell you that it is going to be our 10-year anniversary of Spanish Announce Table coming up in about maybe five or so weeks, give or take. So if you've ever listened to the show, if you've ever participated, if you've ever been a contributor, if you've ever loved us, ever, if you've ever even partially liked us, hit us up. And send us something, right? Look at Tom. Look at Tom just posing. Tom just, look how much he wants this attention from you, right? He needs and, and desires your attention big time uh, while I stall to fix my camera. Tom <laughs> needs your attention. So send us something. Emails. Send us a, a video clip. Send us something to reminisce with us on that 10-year anniversary. And we'll play it and we'll respond if need be and whatnot. We just want to hear from our wrestling friends, we miss some of you. We like those of you that are with us here, of course. If you're not a longtime listener, if you're new, do it as well. Join in. You can send us emails to tableshow yeah. at gmail.com. You can send us small videos on any sort of social media or that same email, right? Or you just, if you if you don't know what to do and you want to bat some ideas, hit us up and ask us. We just want to talk to our wrestling friends on that 10-year anniversary show coming up soon. So, that was on this day, Tom. We've seen the past. We will be talking about the past and that day when we talk about our 10-year anniversary. But what happened in present day, Tom, with AEW Dynamite? AEW Dynamite. I tell you what, was a anger of mm. a fucking show. Yes. And let's get right into it because they did. They started it off with a God bless it world championship 
title eliminator match, cool. which, okay, you could say we've had those issues. However, the thing that was more noteworthy here is we got an MJF match on Dynamite. Yeah. I think that was the more uh, noteworthy thing yeah. than the title eliminator. So we get MJF versus Adam Cole. Again, a title eliminator. If Adam Cole beats MJF, then he does get a championship, which makes no fucking sense, but we will get past that. Pro wrestling. So, Tim, there's a lot to unpack here, but first, overall, what did you think of the match? Well, the match, when all said and done, I think, I remember at one point, I think about before the midway point, thinking, all right, like, I think they're doing good, but the crowd doesn't seem quite into it. And then after that moment, I was like, shit, all right. <laughs> like, they they went into all the things they had planned, right? And they fit a lot mm-hmm. in here, man. And this is what we talk about when we talk about you do not have to do the flips and shit with every move and talk about everything and keep my attention that way. I was so more ingrained in the back and forth in the storytelling of this match, right? The working on the body parts. The, the snubbing of the nose from MJF towards Adam Cole and acting like he's a chump by and large long, you know, for portions mm-hmm. of the match. Sort of that MJF then getting in trouble and realizing, oh, fuck, now, now I've got Adam Cole throwing haymakers at me and I can't keep up, right? Like, we had all these kind of twists and turns in there. And then the ending, uh, you know, being what it was, which I don't know if you want to kind of go over more in depth. Yeah, let's but, just talk about yeah. it, yeah. Well, so the, so the ending saw uh, Adam Cole hit his finisher go for the pin we get a one a two and then the bell rings and i swear on everything because of how bad AEW's production is i thought it was a miscue i thought fuck how are they gonna cover this up like i thought someone fucked up oh, we figured it out they've never fucked up this has all been a plan for the long con for that moment all of yeah. AEW's production issues have been for that moment right there to make you well, think it was a production credit to <laughs> well credit to them because then they kept it fucking going because randomly you would see the word no on your television yes. screen for no fucking apparent reason. i did see more that that ah! does appear to be a thing with the broadcast issues in the truck like that's a signal that's supposed to show yeah. something in the truck don't go live mm-hmm. to this screen and they went live to that screen mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that is a hundred percent what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> go into a production truck and you'll see all the cameras and you'll see the ones that you're not supposed to and it'll say the word no so if you do go to it you fucked up yeah fun times that's um, a fun so season. yes and, and i like adding to the idea that this was a legit fuck up is all of the participants including the referee look legitimately bewildered at what the fuck just happened <laughs> Yes. Now, the thing that I thought was the most interesting, because this obviously has not been the first time that they have done a draw, 60 minute, 30 minute, whatever it may be, sure. right? Or this like time However, just ran the, out in the pinfall. Like that's been done to yeah. death a bunch too. Well, but with AEW, what they typically do, what they didn't do in this case, which I thought was interesting, is more often than not, and I think actually in every instance, but this one, the ring announcer, Justin Roberts, in this case, would say three minutes. The you know competitors have three minutes, and like you would get time cues set over the PA, but they said none of that. Mm-hmm. They just and then the bell rang. Right. So I thought that was interesting because I do think if we would have got those time cues, we more people would have been like, "Oh, yeah." So that they didn't do it was a great call. 
from whoever made that. Oh, 100%. Decision. Yeah, it Great had call. to be a surprise because that was what brought out the, like, no, it can't end this way. Like, if we would have got yeah. the countdowns again, Adam Cole would have been frantic and trying to make it happen, and MJF mm-hmm. would have been stalling. Right. Kicks and all right, that. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Now, yep. now, a couple of things I want to talk about with MJF. One, you brought it to my attention. I didn't see it in real time because – I can't read that well in the <laughs> whatever font it was, yeah. but he had an elbow pad that says Vince was right. Yeah. And he's like, I thought is hanging it. Like, he's giving the forearm to the face and shit of Adam Cole. It's right there for him to look at. I yeah. saw somebody complain online. Very they good. said, can't this guy not bring up WWF every time he speaks? And somebody's response was like, why? It's good. Like it, it's draw. It makes you not like the guy. <laughs> like that's the point. And it's a part of his character. His right. character is, I will go to any wrestling promotion, including yes. WWE. Maxwell Jacob Freeman Third that we've been seeing in AEW has always told us, I'm too big time for this. Just, you fucks haven't seen it, it yet. For all of it, yeah. But for all of it. For yeah. WWE, for AEW. Like, so he'll go anywhere, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, that he brings up Vince, I think, is on par for his character. Yeah. Now, the second thing. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You finish that, and then we'll go out to the, uh, well, the table nation. Well, what I was going to say is, with MJF, one thing that, look, he, he was an all-state linebacker. He played college football for a year or whatever. Sure. Here's a slippery slope where one of these times you're going to get fucking on the wrong end of the stick. It's fun to play along. I played along at the Dynamite show when Colton Gunn said, you fucking suck. And I told mm. him, fucking bring it, right? Yeah. We were both we were both having fun. But when you fucking touch a fan, because look, here's the agreement. The fans will not touch the wrestlers, right? That's the fucking agreement. We'll play along. We'll say our things. Hopefully we won't be too serious. We're like, if your dad died, we won't bring that up, right? But like, we'll... We'll jab at you, you jab at us if you're the heel, so on and so forth. That's the game. But the agreement is, yeah, but the agreement is, I as the fan will not touch you as the wrestler. So then, you motherfuckers, this goes for all of them, but MJF has been really pressing this a little bit too much, then that means you can't touch us. And Correct. look, the guy that he picked on wasn't, but but also in jiu-jitsu, we don't fucking down. Like, we can... I mean, that guy you could be tubby and fuck a motherfucker up. You can be- well, though this guy was like a, yeah. he looked like a, the interstate. There was no curves. It was just yeah. one fucking stick. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he could be, but a even at that, like you can be, you can be a skinny fat guy and fuck somebody up. Right. right. Oh yeah. 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 You could be all that stuff. So my point is if he would have hit him and broke his glasses, motherfucker, like CM Punk got into a little bit of hot water with this one time. Remember, somebody like bumped into him from the crowd one time, and he did one of these like back. And like, luckily, that person was like, "All right, cool." They gave him some shirts and shit, and they they like calmed it down. But like, yeah, this is why I've always wondered with the MJF when he did the water or the beer in the face or whatever the soda, and everybody was like, "That wasn't a plan." I was skeptical, and I kind of still don't believe it to this day that that person wasn't in on the idea. Uh, but this kind of mm-hmm. feels more like maybe this person wasn't in on the idea, right? Like, now, he did specifically kind of walk to him, and he was wearing a very brightly colored shirt, so maybe this was a bit... That's my yeah, that's my but, hope for these segments, is we're all getting worked. Well, that's my hope, too. Right. Right. But if it's not, motherfucker... Like, just even hitting the hat. I know you didn't touch the person, but, like, that's enough to hold up some issues in 
uh, in legal measures, right? If that person wanted to say he assaulted me because if you barely accidentally touched the guy, yeah, you've got a you've got an issue on your hands. Well, what I, what I'm nervous for with these guys is taking taking uh, case in point. Let's just say it was shark bait. Mm-hmm. Shark bait does not look. Yeah, you don't think you don't look at him and think this guy's going to twist me into a pretzel. And he'll he absolutely will yeah. ruin, <laughs> but he'll also ruin your fucking yeah. face. Like <laughs> a one, two that you won't see coming. Yeah. So my point is it would really suck for MJF to be big, bad I'm the heavyweight champion yep. and then have a fucking broken nose. You can't go to forbidden door because you touched the wrong fan, which you shouldn't have done in the first place. That's all I'm saying. Fucking maybe you're right. And I hope you are, but if that you're we're not worked, that yeah. shit needs to stop. That yeah. shit needs to stop. That's too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, I hope we're getting so yeah, worked. And Theo P75 in the chat even says, yeah, there should be more plants in the stands for wrestlers to interact. But yeah, more of this if it's a work, right? And we're just, you know, yeah, right. great. Uh, but yeah, you also, right. that's a that's a line to walk, right? Because you might be encouraging, we've discussed this, for better or worse, I don't intend to demean folks, a large chunk of pro wrestling fans are often not on the highest end of the IQ scale. Right. Oh, Tim, Tim, I will say if you started to do this in anything, if you started to say Travis Kelsey is going to throw his flag at a fan in the crowd, you're probably going to get something thrown. You know, your bottles coming back your way. Yeah. Right. Don't do do any of this shit. People are unstable. Don't fuck with the people. Right. Yeah. Because because that's the thing that the this is specific more to pro wrestling than what I was just talking about with fans at, at live events. But like. You know, we we talk about how fans need to be more kind to wrestlers with like, or just with uh, sports athletes or wrestlers where it's like, don't go shoot on them, right? Don't go like, hey, so I heard your father died of colon cancer, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Respect the personal space. Yeah. But then that's a two-way street. Then you don't fucking, you know, call me a virgin, whatever. But like... Ah, we yeah, need for to the get same reason, like you here. said, Travis Kelsey doesn't want to be accosted every time he goes out in public. Travis Kelsey would do well to not talk shit to random, you know, civilians, if you will, as he's going about yeah. in public, right? Yes, that is the trade-off, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you don't, you don't, you know, that's the mm-hmm. thing too is with live fans, these people are coming out to an event. They're hyped up. They're probably boozing. Mm-hmm. They may have smoked on the way. They may have done some Tony Khan. Right? You never know what's going on with these folks, and they're unstable. Well, and yeah, bright lights may fucking make them feel want to do something crazy that they've never thought they would do. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's just, if it is yeah. a plant, maybe cut the shit, but if it isn't a plant, yeah. stop the shit yesterday. To to, hire, to kind of go back into this match, Jeffrey Sills in the mm-hmm. chat here said, this MJF and Adam Cole match was a banger, and he said every match in his reign has been 4.5 stars or better. And he might be right. And he says MJF's style of mixing in the new school with the old school heel tactics makes him a generational talent. And I agree. I, I reiterated it to myself while I was watching this match last night. MJF is 1A, 1B, 1C, 2A, 2B, and 2C, my favorite wrestler in pro wrestling right now. He does everything really goddamn well. Above average or mm-hmm. elite, everything he does. Mm-hmm. Everything. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot now, but maybe next week we should do that. Our top five favorite current wrestlers mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I'd put them at four. Oh, okay. Four. All right. 
No, I'm going MJF. Yeah. If you told me like, you know what I mean? Like name the number one and that's what you're going to have to watch matches of and, and promos of for the next like, you know, 20 weeks or say, you know, just feeling the thing. Like I'm probably going MJF. I can't think of who else I would, I would pick over. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm going cause I, even though I'm a curmudgeon and I'm a grump and we all know that you are, I still yeah. want to be, yeah, I still want to be a pro wrestling fan from when I was 10, mm, you know? So okay. I always still like the baby faces. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. I'll do this right now. I can do this right now. My top five, number one, Hangman. Number two, Eddie Kingston. Number three, Sami Zayn. Number four, MJF. Number five, I'm probably going to say, and this is weird, but I'm going to say it. I think it's Kenny Omega. Mm. I think Kenny Omega, his matches are Oh fuck! What a like! I'm gonna watch some crazy shit right now. And he's starting to go a little bit more traditional with his AEW matches now. New Japan, I don't know. I don't watch that shit. But in AEW, he's going a little bit more traditional, where it's a little bit more fun. And yeah. then obviously he'll do the flips and shits too. So that's my top five. But yeah, anyway, I mean, if I had to do an I, I out of order top five, I know MJF is one, but like I'm throwing Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the top five. Um. Mm-hmm. I probably man the Usos like I probably maybe a Jay Uso is up in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. I feel like I want to say Hangman, but I feel like lately I feel like I've we've been lacking on some stuff to love with Hangman. Oh, when he came back and he said, "We are yeah. the elite." Yeah, no. I just to me I kind of felt like I was like, eh, I'm I'm over the elite connection with the yeah. Hangman. Yeah, but so and maybe that's an AEW, out of order top five. Yeah. Ooh, but you know, I mean, John Moxley might get in no. there too. You know, you know who's got to be in the top five. I forgot. You know, yeah, L A Knight. Yeah, Hell Cata, Cata. Yeah, <laughs> just because oh, of that. Man. So just yeah, because yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dummy. So, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a very good match. The other thing that I'll say, and this is again, I'm sorry to split hairs. I'm just this way. And I said this while we live tweet during acceptance the show is a good at table place show to on Twitter. It's, it's a good place to be yeah. at acceptance of your faults. Yeah. yeah uh, well, yeah, I've been there for a while, but still ain't working on it. No, I am. Um, but so we talk about the production issues, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about the production issues for a while. 1B is whoever the fuck is in charge of spray tans. Fucking MJF and Adam Cole look like spotted leopards during this fucking match. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, my sister worked at a tanning salon. She could fucking hook you up better than whatever the happening at your fucking place. MJF's face looks the weirdest bronze shade I've ever seen in my life. And their hands, both uh, of their hands were fucking weird. Let's yeah. talk about Adam Cole real quick here, too. Um, at Brian J. Bay Bay says, Adam Cole wearing the Bay Bay Blues hashtag. Tweet the table. Yeah, he was a little blue Tista-ish going on there. Um, mm-hmm. with more his, baby blue, more like a North yeah, he's Carolina a Bay blue. Bay blue, yeah. yeah, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, right? We've discussed this last week on, hey, it's Adam Cole's body, his choice. He can do whatever. If yep. I had just tuned in and never seen wrestling, I would say, like, did they did they pluck, like, a kid from the crowd to wrestle a match today? It just, 
I don't intend to say like you're a horrible person or a bad wrestler, Adam Cole, from it. But I will no. say, if you want an honest assessment, people look at it and go like, "Who's this guy? <laughs> like, why is he a wrestler?" And MJF, height wise, notwithstanding, right? They're a similar height, right? I never realized MJF was that short until seeing him next to Adam Cole, honestly. Um, but he still at least it looks filled out, right? Like, I'm not saying you got a juice, yeah, but he at least looks filled out. Dude, I feel like I've got some bigger muscles in some places than Adam Cole, right? Like maybe not all the places, but like Jesus guy. It just I was like, did you stop yeah. working out altogether? I get you not want to do the WWE diet, but it feels like Adam Cole hasn't seen the inside of a gym in since he left WWE. And uh, again, I, hey man, that's fine. Maybe but I feel like when you look like that, that kind of part and parcel has to become part of the story you're telling then. Because it is somewhat distracting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would always say what Paul Heyman said. I think it's perfect spot on. You, you accent the positives and you hide the negatives. If you don't look it, don't show it, right? I'm not saying don't you show need it. to, but like wear pants then. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. I said, man, if he was wearing one of them like bodysuits, you wouldn't notice that distraction. You would see he's smaller, obviously, but like like the luchadors yeah, be like do. like Mustafa Ali. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can wear that Rey Mysterio kind of uh, suspender mm-hmm. singlet thing and look fine. Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. even has is more full than, <laughs> than Adam Cole, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's he's had different bodies, but anyhow. Yes. So let's get to it. So again, they go one, two, thirty minute time limit. So that is the end of your match. Adam Cole then bewildered goes finds the microphone and then just says five more minutes, just five like. Minutes. Brian Danielson got five more minutes with uh, MJF and their Iron Man. He said five more minutes. MJF goes, no. And then just rolls out. And that's the end of the segment. Great heel move. Perfect. It leaves us wanting more. We couldn't have ended that better, right? If we would have got five more minutes, somebody has to win there or else it's just dumb to run a draw and it ruins the whole thing. So this is perfect. Uh, Jeffrey Sills said in the chat, the bronzing on MJF looks like Snooky from Jersey Shore, which is true. And he also said that was Adam Cole's best match since joining AEW. That is also true. Jeffrey Sills is on point tonight. Yeah, I mean, there I was, mean, he had the uh, the first That one, right? lights out. First, yeah. Oh, the lights out? That the lights out lights match out. with the Orange Cassidy. That was a good match. That I could like be, that. yeah, that's a good Four away before he got hurt. But this but is yeah, top yeah. three. This was very good. <laughs> yeah, 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 worst. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. I was not looking forward to, oh, we got Adam Cole, MJF. This match turned it around. I'm excited to see where this goes. I have Mm -hmm. somewhat. I like MJF as my favorite wrestler, but I still feel kind of what you said. If I'm liking pro wrestling and I'm rooting for baby faces, I now want Adam Cole to overcome this obstacle and get the title shot and win it. And low-key, another great thing that they did by giving us this match, but then... uh not running into an obstacle is we have forbidden door. You're not going to do new champ, Adam Cole. And then he's not going to lose it in his first title defense against new Japan pro wrestling guy. Right. So you're getting past that as well to then get back to Adam Cole versus MJF. So it was a great way to like take a pause. Hey, we got to do this specialty pay-per-view. Then we'll get back to our regular scheduled program. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really done uh, well with all things considered as well. So as MJF walks out, we go right into a video package 
Oh, Tim, it's a video package of Cookie Monster Punk. Yeah. CM Punk is talking about, I got things to get off my chest. Why did I come to AEW? (laughs) Why did I come to AEW? For the same reason, or why am I coming back? For the same reason I came. I got scores to settle. With who? I ain't going to tell you. What am I going to do? I don't even know. I'm in a match, but guess what I'm going to tell you? I'm getting on the microphone. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Before we talk about all that, though, Tim, program alert. As I normally do, I will live tweet during AEW live events, Dynamite, pay-per-views, Rampages, uh, assuming it's of quality. Uh, Collision starts on Saturday, and I do plan on live tweeting during Collision. Just not this one. Because Tim and I are going back in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to Tacos and Tequila with Little John, Flo Rida, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Montel Jordan, Ja Rule. Not only that. Libre Wrestling. Yes. So, on site at this event, with all the names Tom mentioned, is also Lucha Libre Wrestling. If you've seen the photos of this, they've done this a couple of years here. This is very heavily featured, too. This isn't, like, tucked in a corner. The Lucha Libre Wrestling is out in the middle of the open. We're going to be really excited for that. They also have, you know, world-renowned taco trucks and, and things of that nature going on. There is also the artist, Tom, listen, there is a Chihuahua beauty pageant happening here. And this might that? be one of the things I'm most excited for. There's an exotic car show. <laughs> Lucha Libre Wrestling oh. and Chihuahua Beauty Pageant alone get isn't like worth the ticket price, but then you've got, like you said, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, uh, Flo Rida. Flo Rida, you know how many times we've made fun of Flo Rida on this show? Like, I feel like we owe him money. We owe him money, so we got to go to this event. <laughs> and we're going to make fun of him again. And the <laughs> so Spanish great. announce table is going to be there at the Tacos and Tequila. How great is that? I just love it. It's going to be so oh, great. Okay. Uh, so if anybody's in the Kansas City area, Saturday, June 17th, find us Legends Field. It's nearby the house. Come find us. Meet us up at the Tacos and Tequila Festival. We're going to be there live. Yeah, or... Yeah, call us up, 281-330-8004. Yes, you know, that's you us. Know. Yeah, that's us, yeah. Who? Mike yeah. Jones. Yeah, Motherfucker. 867-530. Oh, sorry, wrong one. No, it's <laughs> 281-330-8004. Mike uh, Jones. Who? Mike Jeffrey Jones. Sills says, that sounds dope as fuck. Crunk uh, ain't dead. It's just at Lucha Underground. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Little John, I'm legit excited for. Mm-hmm. There were so many. Yeah, I talking about a, yeah earlier. <laughs> yeah, there was so many early sparring sessions where I wanted to piss myself knowing I had to go up against UFC caliber pros in kickboxing for five minutes, which five minutes is a long fucking time when you're getting your ass kicked. That Little John got me into a state of mind where like, Oh, we're going to fuck some people up. Uh, yeah. Then it didn't happen, but I got there. I got into yeah. the fucking round because of Little John. Thank God for him. 2, 2 p.m. DJ Aston, Aston Martin. 3.15 Paul Wall. Mm-hmm. 4.05 Mike mm-hmm. Jones. 4.55 Who? This Is How We Do It, Montel Jordan. 5.45. That's the only song I know of Montel Jordan's. I think he plays that eight times in the set. Fat Joe at 5.45. Oh, lean back. <laughs> yes. Little John at 650. 
Ja Rule at 740. I didn't think that guy was still alive. Murder. Yeah, murder. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. You know what? I'm where I, well, I know. You know I'm wearing shell toes. I'm wearing shell toes at this event. Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, those well, the little choker, Pukachil, what was it called? Little necklaces oh, yeah. that they were. Oh, yeah, that? yeah. Like those little shell chokers. Yeah, I got to get a ringer t shirt <laughs> with another t shirt underneath yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to get a Goldberg t shirt. I'm going to wear a Goldberg t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're taking it back to 2003, oh, baby. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Dude, I hope. Speaking of Ja Rule, we'll get back into the wrestling because uh, we are going to talk about collision and all that. But uh, one thing, do you know what? Uh, so 50 Cent and Ja Rule obviously have that very famous beef that yes. 50 Cent won. Ja Rule kind of then goes to the backseat, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they still hate each other, right? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> what, yeah. But do you know what 50 Cent still does to Ja Rule? Oh, no. What does he do now? He'll buy the first 10 rows of a concert <laughs> that features Ja Rule so that there's no one there. What if he's gonna be here on Saturday? <laughs> but like no one's there. Like it, yeah. it's empty. And so like you go and it's like, this is weird. Why is no yeah. one in those seats? Yeah. Art installations and photo ops, salsa and queso competition. Come on. Exotic car showcase, handcrafted margaritas, taco chefs, the aforementioned Chihuahua beauty pageant is one of the things I'm most excited for. And of course, Lucha Libre Wrestling. I couldn't find Lucha Libre Wrestling when I was in Mexico for many oh, days. I asked everybody. There was signs that they sold masks like you wouldn't mm-hmm. believe. Tom, I saw five million Lucha Libre masks in like the three or four days I was there. And I kept saying, Matt, Lucha Libre, where am I going? Where tonight? Lucha Libre, where am I going? Everybody's like, huh? What? Huh? Huh? What? Uh-huh. Who? What? What? I was like, God damn it. Are you hiding it from the gringo? Is that what's going on? Maybe they yeah, probably, probably it. Yeah, I got gate kept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, we're not letting this motherfucker in here. Yeah. So anyhow, back to AEW Dynamite. So CM Punk talks about he's got scores to settles and things to get off his chest. So on Saturday night, in the first main event of AEW Collision, it is going to be FTR and CM Punk taking on. Rock hard. The rock is hard. If he doesn't come out to that fucking song by the end of this year, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, and then bang, bang, I'm cool. Hey, if we White, got any music producer like fans, let's get it. Let's get it whipped up. Take Tom's voice there. Say it again. Rock hard. Rock hard. Somebody can chop rock and screw hard. this up, yeah. right? Maybe we'll ask oh, little John Paul when Wall. we're there or Paul Wall will say, yeah, Paul Wall will chop and screw that up. You might have to yeah. slip him a few a few Benjis, but mm-hmm. I'll get a grill from him. And, and might need more than we, a few Benjis. Uh... Might need a couple stacks. We'll do a trade for I'm trade. Saying. He does Look a song me. for me. I'll, I'll get a grill from him. Stack uh, is more than it's stacks are more than Benjis, right? I'm not street. Sure, I don't know. Yeah. I am. I, I was, but bands, I'm, I'm right? That's what the kids say now. now. You have to bring some bands, Look, man. I don't rubber bands. Stacking huh? bands. Going back. Yeah, Rubber the bands. Bang Bang Gang, stacking bands with the, the Bang Bang club. Bang Gang. But then, but then also their third partner, who I don't think is being talked about enough in this situation, the king of television, uh, Samoa Joe. We don't get Look, enough of Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. No, we don't. And 
I know he's friends with CM Punk and all this stuff, and that's why he's on the show if we're breaking kayfabe, all that stuff. But we're also breaking kayfabe. So Samoa Joe's style is not nice. It's yeah. not a hold your hand, let's uh, do some front rolls. It's I'm going to fucking smack the shit out of you. I might break your rib. I'm excited for that. That's what's got me excited. We also have Miro. We also got uh, Buddy Matthews versus Andrade El Idolo, which everyone's excited about for that. Cool for you guys. Um, That's still a thing. Why not Saturday nights? Here we go. I need somebody to still explain what's setting Andrade El Idolo apart from every other wrestler. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, like, I don't know what the, the love affair is because like, He's fine in the ring, of course. He's not bad, but he's not doing... There's no major move that he does that nobody else does. He hasn't cut some amazing promo, right? I haven't seen him have continual five-star after five-star after five. Like, what is it? It has to be. This is what I've thought of. It has to be, at least from our point of view, our point of view, me and you, it has to be where if it's an AEW fan who've never watched WWE and Brian Danielson comes over and we're like, Brian Danielson's the shit. And you're like, well, what? And you're like, well, when he was Daniel Bryan, it has to be that. It has to be something that we're not familiar with that happened in Mexico. Because yeah, I'm not. They're paying him for what he did, not what he's going to do. Yeah, Yeah, something. But like, I mean, yeah, there's just, look, he's had memorable matches. Let's not forget that hardcore match he had with Cody uh cody Rhodes, where cody Rhodes' back got true fucking burn up on yep. a flaming table Man, so it's not cody like Rhodes, you know are you all right you're always getting fucked up cody i think i'm detecting a pattern i think it, yeah I think it's a little or does he like it i think he does likes he, it yeah mm-hmm. he likes it he yeah likes it. he's probably got a dungeon <laughs> i wouldn't be shocked wouldn't be not shocked. that there's anything wrong hey, with so that. Hey, you know what i mean whatever you want to do hey, whatever your kink right? is i yeah, don't give a yeah. shit yeah, yeah. Consensual. That's all we ask. Yeah. Hey, so let's keep it moving. Uh, speaking of consensual, Sammy Guevara's having a child. He walks out for the first time since Double or Nothing. And he says, I'm oh, excited. There's layers to that joke, Tom. I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he talks about he's excited to be a father and he can't wait for the day that he's going to have his baby girl in one hand and the world championship in another. Here's the thing. We yeah. cheered. The Washington, D.C. crowd. You're having a daughter. Great. Yay. But I'm not going to lie. When he said, and then I'm going to have the world championship in the other, we went boo. Ooh, yeah. So here, here is where a more seasoned veteran on the microphone would adapt. But out comes Darby Allen, And the first thing he says is, can't help but see that all these fans love you. And it's like, don't think that's the case. They didn't quite do that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Tonight we went full court press and even outwardly stated it on we're turning Sammy Guevara face, right? We even said it out loud. Well, maybe that's the ploy, Mm -hmm. right? But, uh, and yes, do I like Sammy Zayn more than I liked Sammy Zayn a few months ago? Or not Sammy Zayn, excuse me, why did I keep saying Guevara? Sammy Guevara. um, More than I like Sammy Guevara. A few months ago, perhaps, right? Perhaps. I think they're doing the storytelling well, right? It wasn't an immediate, like, oh, I'm a face now, guys, right? We're kind of slowly getting there. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that he's ever going to be like an over baby face that everybody wants to be the world heavyweight champion. And this sounds bad and this sounds judgmental, but I say that strictly based on him having 
the most punchable face in pro wrestling right now. It's, it's up there. It's up there. That's a bad I reflection mean, on us as a public, even how I say that. Yeah. That's our fault mm-hmm. for yeah. not liking him because his face is punchable. But I w- want to make it point that, like, it is what it is, right? And we don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, Miz is still holding down that title pretty hard. But <laughs> uh, coming yeah. up close is Sammy But at Guevara. least with Miz, um, it's a punchable face, but you get your, like, you are handsome, right? You deserve to act like you're, like, no, handsome and have a model wife, right? Like, and you're rich. No. You get that. But, like, no. Sammy Guevara... You look at it and you're like, nah. man, this certainly isn't oh, the no. golden ratio going on, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, another no, guy. I'm not either. Speaking, right? But like, I just. Right. <laughs> well, speaking about earlier when we were criticizing uh, MJF and Adam Cole's appearance for that leopard sprint spray tan, Sammy Guevara had the same damn thing. Yep. His eyebrows were three colors darker than his fucking <laughs> cheeks. It's just, it's miserable. Yeah. God, it's an eyesore. Yeah. So that's all to say. Darby well, Allen walks out. Another thing I would like Dar- to point Darby out. Darby Allen. Oh, go ahead. If mm-hmm. we're doing the Samuel Guevara, let's, again, let's make him a baby face. Everybody's going to love him. When we show him on the graphic earlier, like when they show like a match going on and they show like the, the, the wrestler cut out at the bottom, let's not have him hanging his fucking tongue halfway out his goddamn mouth. Nobody likes that in a baby face. His photo was literally like, like he's literally just hanging out there like Sammy Guevara coming up later. I was like, why would you show that ugly ass shit? Everybody wants to boo yeah. that. Everybody. <laughs> yes, every everyone does, and I think not. So you think this here, is? I think we this may. is, this is yeah. on purpose. Doubling down. Yeah, I like that. I hadn't considered that until you said it, but I like it even more. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping so because man, listen to the fucking crowd. AEW typically does. So anyhow, Darby Allen comes out. He can't cut a promo, but he's trying really hard. Um, and he says, oh, what was me and Stinger equals? I'm spooky. Um, and then that brings out Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho's like, look, I got abs. I'm old. I can walk in heels. He had heels on. Credit to him. That was yeah. fun. A good, good heel move. Really odd looking thing, but good heel move. And I like this segment hey, a lot. Hey, I'm just... Yeah, I'm just happy he wore his platforms on the outside part of his shoes instead of the inside now. You know what I mean? Like, just own it. You're yeah, short. Just own it. That's sure. the other thing. You're short amongst short people. You don't have to do that stuff anymore. But I digress. What then happens is Chris Jericho's like, hey, so me and you, Sammy, what the fuck? And Sammy's like, I don't know what the fuck. And I'm, again, we're paraphrasing, spitballing here. And uh, he says, you never called me. And he's like, well, you never called me or else you wouldn't have lost Adam Cole twice uh and then jerick was like apologize bitch uh and then darby allen's like hey i want to fight and they're like well fuck you it's two against one and then darby says i'm not alone and then the wrench or the the what what is it the the um the ghost from christmas future sting comes out and with his baseball bat, and he's like, hey, I got a baseball bat. And Jericho's like, I got a baseball bat. I'm Christmas future, or I'm Christmas present. And Christmas future goes, I'm older. Ah, baseball bats. And then they all leave. Tag team match next week. So, notwithstanding, <laughs> I think it ended lame with that, right? Mm-hmm. I did like the segment up until kind of how Sting and Chris Jericho interacted. But prior to that happening, I liked how we did this Jericho Guevara confrontation because it is everything we've said. We've asked, 
is Sammy Guevara still in the Jericho Appreciation Society? Because the last 25 mm-hmm. or more times we've seen the totality of the Jericho Appreciation Society, he kind of hasn't been there. So, and I, we understood that, hey, he's doing this all-access show, which, by the way, is that still a thing? And, uh, you know, he's <laughs> it's on baby. It's on Max. Right. Yeah, it's, it's on, on Max. Does um, <laughs> anybody have that? <laughs> we'll call it men. And so, like, and he was having the baby, so I thought I just attributed that to, like, Sammy Guevara's on Radio Row right now, right? Like, he wasn't really here. So I like that we had this conversation of him, like, hey, motherfucker, where have you been, basically? Like, did you forget what this is? And then Guevara kind of seemingly already made that decision that he's not necessarily in the Jericho Appreciation Society. He's kind of like, hey, fuck you, man. Like, I'm just trying to live my life over here. I got good shit going on. Like, like we had good times, but, like, I don't, like, I thought we were cool just Moving not talking. On. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a problem. I just wasn't around. Mm-hmm. But if you want to bring a problem, fuck you, <laughs> right? It was kind of where we were going. And Jericho, playing great in Jericho history, is a little missing that, right? Still thinks he's in the power position. Still thinks he's got this kid scared, right? And still kind of not understanding that. To where he's like, well, how about me and Sammy beat your ass when when uh, Darby was saying shit and Guevara's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, you fucking mm-hmm. talking to me? I wish we would have leaned more into that and what the blowout of that was before we get fucking Darby's dad well, coming out again, right? But what well, did but interest- the, Oh, yeah. His, I was going to say, but historically what was the most significant thing about this segment is, and it was said on commentary- Sting and Chris Jericho, two of the all-time greats, have never been in a ring together at the same time. That's why I was liking it still. On TV. Even though we got Sting coming out, and I was like, I got here Sting. I thought, of course, right? Two veterans who've probably had many things. And then they brought up, they've never faced each other. And then they went further and said, they've never even been in the same ring at the same time. Which, that one I'm thinking, like, Certainly, there may have been a point where they were at least standing in the same ring at the same time on television, but maybe not. But then I thought about it. I was like, God, come to think of it, their paths didn't really cross all that much at a point where they would have faced each other. Yes, Sting and and Chris Jericho were in WCW, but Chris Jericho was undercard, right? Like cruiserweight, Mm -hmm. Sting, and then they flipped and then kind of never really. The only time. The only time that I could think that they possibly could be in the ring at the same time is Starcade 97 when Sting beats Hogan for the championship and then the entire locker room or, goes out to yeah. celebrate with Sting. Or one of that those times, I think of like one of the first one, two, ten times that the NWO, before maybe even it was named NWO, was attacking and the entire WCW roster would come out to like oh, rush off yeah, these outsiders, yeah. maybe um, somewhere in there. But that was prior to the Sting Crow thing, so maybe not, right? It's very possible thing, yeah. that at least on a televised product, you may have never seen Chris Jericho standing in the same room with Sting. It's, it might be possible. And well, Chris you Jericho, definitely. Well, Chris Jericho very famously keeps track of all of that shit. And so that's what he saying. gave in him that info. Well, the 30 years of Jericho, yeah. I have, and it, he's not in there. Yeah. So Sting right. is not in there. So yeah. He they definitely very famously, like, like, keeps notes about every single match, every single promo, every, every, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I bet yeah. he would have corrected them if that were wrong. So, 
Yeah. So next week it's going to be a tag team match. Like you said, I think I would have liked maybe a little bit of a promo battle between Sting and Jericho to be like, well, I'm the veteran, don't you know? And Sting is like, I, f- I was a veteran when you started, Dick. Yeah. You know, like something no. like that. But it was and fine. maybe we'll get more. Maybe we'll get some. But yeah, right. that did pique my interest. I'm going to say that. I just thought it, it was lame that they did the no promo bats. Bats. Yeah. Bats. I did like that Sting got aggressive with it and was fucking swinging well, like they hit it a couple times yeah. yeah and i don't think jericho knew that, that part was him. coming right that part felt like he was like jesus christ calm down man and then he started coming out he's like no, are you really no. mad at me <laughs> like calm down yeah the fucking bad yeah. out of that here. awkward thing bats. when it's sting like takes three steps out of him and jericho's like fine fine like i'm gonna get out of the way but he can't get out of the way and so they have to have this awkward like i guess you could hit me right now but let me, <laughs> let me <turn> yeah <laughs> yeah thing Thing was feeling feisty. He didn't have his he didn't have his oatmeal in the morning. Full dad mode. Uh, right. Full dad mode. Yeah. <laughs> On a dad. That was great. Yes. Uh, all right. So let's keep it moving here. Hey, did you know uh, that the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is Sonata? Neither did I. No. Nope. He issued an open challenge. Then we get back into the ring. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, then we get back into the ring, and there was old Sting and Darby, and they're with Keith Lee, who. Needs a haircut. Look, you go gray all you want, but let's keep this shit fucking cut. Unless he's trying to grow it long. Have a, okay, but have don't. a balding mullet. Have the skullet going on. Yeah, just, just don't. Just Keith don't. Lee skullet. Skullet Keith Lee could be entertaining. Oh. If he oh, went full he, skullet, he, oh. like past shoulders, no. but the balding you, right? Let's go full skullet. Dude, I've already got a band in mind. You give me rock hard. The rock is hard. You give me front lead man, Juice Robinson. You give me bass, Big Bill Moriarty. And then you give me sexy saxophone, Skullet Keith Lee. <laughs> That's the shit. Jeffrey Sills here in the yeah. chat says, I knew that about uh, Sonata. Is that what he said? Uh, and he's actually pretty oh, good. I and I don't discredit that. Yeah, he probably is pretty sure. good. I, it just, like, we again, don't watch it. We miss it when we don't know anything about the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And he's like, open challenge for it. I'm like, well, I don't care who open challenges for it because I. Aren't they just going to go over well, there we'll and defend to- it? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Well, and uh, we'll get to who answered it here in a little bit. But we get Keith Lee, Sting, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy taking on the Mogul Embassy. This was your standard fun AEW multi-man tag match. This Obviously, was too much, it felt like, here. a little bit. It was too much in the multi-man Well, this is where, this is where, look. Okay, so I'll read the names again. Keith Lee, Sting, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. Keith Lee can lose this so that the Mogul Embassy doesn't have to lose every fucking thing and here's another fun fact here's another fun fact sting hasn't lost a match yet this is one where he could lose a match but just never get pinned not lose it himself because yeah because you're eventually going to look at records which they post and go like why is sting 30 and oh and never got a shot at the championship yeah yeah like so have him lose here i don't know mogul embassy needs some stuff and they just didn't get it. Uh, all right. So, oh, hey, let's keep it moving with other things that are mid. The Guns want to face the Hardys next week. Neat. Uh, oh, then, 
Can we talk about that gun okay. promo, though? I felt like that was fucking great. Their backstage segment with Dude. Renee was awesome. They nailed yeah, that they shit. they are 100%. very good. Yeah. 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 Ever since they got that, like, match with FTR to win the championships, since then, they have grown into that part Their of what they need to be on all of that promo was great and then mm-hmm. the diss at renee young about her hair at the end like was just no not renee young paquette excuse me uh yeah <laughs> but but yeah oh man i'm telling you they are so far rising on some of my favorite performers right now and i wouldn't have thought that eight months ago yeah no they're growing into the part that they need to be and i definitely agree uh going back the beard helps Keith on the Lee tall guy the, the skull Beard helps on the tall gun. Oh, yeah. The one that yeah. tried to talk shit to me. Yes. Beat your fucking ass, tall <laughs> ass boy. Uh, going back gun. to it. Uh, it's we long talking- gun and short yeah. gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shotgun and handgun. Yeah. What's up, motherfuckers? Right. Pistol and shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were talking about um, uh, Keith Lee growing up the skull. Uh, Jeffrey Sills said, go Kimbo Slice. That's mm. a good look. Go Kimbo Slice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, all right, so let's get back into this. So you know how many times I've been called a... Timbo Slice in my name because of that individual. Really? Oh my god! More times than I can count in the hundreds. Seriously? Just very seriously. And every time I have about that reaction <laughs> that you have. Right I would have never called you that in my well, life. Well, I know you wouldn't have. Yeah. Because one, you respect stupid. Kimbo Slice probably one too much, and then two, well, it's but, just but, a weak pun. It's, a, it's a very weak pun. Yeah, it's just, yeah, dumb. <laughs> you know what? I tried to be like Kimbo Slice. Oh. Ever tell you that story? Well, in what way? There's some ways you can't. 2007, right? <laughs> yeah. 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, if you, I, w- I would go to like backyards and fight people, ah. and like we'd videotape it, and I'm like, I'm a. Because that's how he became famous. And I was like, I, mean, well, yeah. I can beat people up. Yeah. Be Tombow Slice. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, you I did, did sometimes. <laughs> but I didn't. Let's clarify. I didn't win them all. You got in plenty of fights out in public. However, <laughs> they weren't like in route to like yeah, this stardom. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, these were recorded. Yeah. I got knocked out once, yeah. but I knocked someone else yeah. out. And then well, the there's plenty we of video evidence in some of these cases, for sure. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. yeah, where it is, like the prosecutors brought plenty, uh, plenty of evidence. <laughs> no, no, it was all consensual. Yeah, you know. Oh, all okay, fine. I got you. Mutual right. combat. I bet you've been in no. non-consensual combat. Yeah, no. Public. Yeah. Oh well, yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, this was, uh, this was in college, Central Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would either like tell someone I went to school or went to class with, Hey, uh, down on pine street or whatever street it was. You want to go meet a guy who wants to fight you and we're going to videotape it and like, try to make it famous. And I was like, how big is he? You know? And they tell me whatever. Sometimes it was like, no, I'm not fucking fighting the sinner. He's too yeah, fucking right. big. Guy's this six, five, 400. Like, You're like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing yeah. that one. Yeah. Some of the guys were more comparable. And so I was like, all right, and so then we would agree on like a Tuesday at, you know, seven or six, whatever. And we'd show up and like, what's up, what's up? And they get a half circle and we would just be like, let's go. I like this. I hit someone Harley race style with a left hand. Oh, the best punches are when you don't feel them. I turned that motherfucker over. Cause I boxed as a kid, turn that motherfucker over. And I just saw his whole fucking soul go to the heaven. He just went and just fucking fell Ah, oh, That one I still love. I wish I had that. 
Anyhow, I don't. I um, use that one when I need a Wardlow. self-esteem boost. You say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, your when boss chews you out, you're like, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> you know what I could fucking do to you? You know what I could fucking do to your husband? Yeah. Um, TNT title match was next. That uh, felt very specific. Hold on. You, very, well, no, I'm you, saying, you pulled that one out of a very specific memory. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I've had women as bosses. I'm not going to hit a woman. I'll hit their husband. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So we oh, so it's multiple specific. <laughs> All right. I got you. Multiple uh, yeah, specific multiple. Yeah, All right. yeah, multiple. Uh, we had Wardlow versus Jake Hager. This happened. Yeah. Uh, I think the coolest thing about this was now, again, production issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wardlow wins. That's fine. We Let's move past that. Of course. Post-match, though. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus are trying to cut a promo, but the sound doesn't work. So then we have to do it. Uh, he has to say it again. Yes. So that then Arn Anderson, who sold initially, has to then kind of sell again, which he's a pro, so he didn't make it look too awkward. But like, fuck AW. Like, are you guys wanting us not to like you? Because yeah. everyone on the front of the screen's fucking doing their job. Well, and again, you've got one of the best talkers, even still at this day, in the business. Yeah, that, that's something you need to highlight. So really missing that point really sucks. Jeffrey Sill says that was Tom's Al Bundy five-touchdown moment. That was four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. But we're, and yeah. I actually do have I – mean, I, I got other ones than that one. There's – Oh, yeah, we've heard many of these four touchdowns now, Bunny. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, man, there's one. I'll tell it. There was one when I was a kid. The one when I was a kid makes me the fucking most happy. I went to a boxing academy in uh-huh. uh, fifth and sixth grade. The, the summers going into fifth grade and then going into sixth grade. Went to a boxing academy called Whatsoever. It was all mm. one word. Whatsoever nice. okay. Boxing Academy. Yeah, that makes sense. You can look it up. Still, still in business. Uh, and went there. I had never boxed before in my life. I didn't know anything about it. I grew up a wrestling fan. Obviously, I like boxing because I want to know who the baddest motherfucker was. And at the time, there's no MMA, so boxing, right? Uh, and I go and we do breakfast. And I thought I'm at a daycare. Like on the first day, my dad, no one smartened me up that, that I'm at a boxing academy, boys and girls. And so we go there in the morning, we get dropped off. And I've been daycares my entire life, you know? Uh, and we have breakfast. And then I think we're going to do like a, you know, hey, we're going to split the younger kids and going to do like color sheets. And then we're going to split the other kids, right. and have them go play basketball in the gym. No, motherfucker. They said go downstairs. And we're like, okay. And I see two big ass boxing rings. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they say, all right, we're going to do laps. And I have to get in and fucking do that. La- and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, okay, well, this isn't fun. It's not a basketball court, right? Do, 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 do. And then they get us out. And like, there was I think, four or five boys. And so the boys had to go to this one uh, coach and his name was, oh, started with a W. Can't remember. Winslow? Maybe it was Winslow. And they fucking put gloves on my hands. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And I remember like doing this thing, you know, hitting face kind of stuff. And they're like, hey, you and another kid. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know? And we go and they're like, well, they're like, they're going. And I remember like work a jab. And I never heard that word before. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And next it fucking hits me. And I was like, God damn it. That hurt. And I just go and I just went one step. dip, And I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But I just do one step dip 
and lead uppercut right to his fucking chin. And I swear it didn't happen. But in my mind, I knocked him out of his shoes. And that's my fucking Al Bundy moment. I was like, motherfuckers, fuck with me, huh? Who's a fucking man, boy? Oh, I thought I was the coolest fucking kid in the world. Oh, then I got my ass beat at the end of the week, though. Then they thought I was cool. Woo! This one fucking kid, a ginger with no soul, beat the fuck out of me. Oh, my God. He beat me like I was a fucking stole something from yeah, him. Yeah, that that having no soul helps. Yeah. going to go into a fight. Yeah, he didn't care what was going to happen to me. Ask Keith Slater, man. Yeah, I know. It's probably Heath Slater who beat me yeah. up. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, Jeffrey Seals brings up a good point. He said, I thought they were going to fix the production with that one guy from WWE. Or maybe that's why did that guy leave WWE? Did he get fired? Did he suck? Well, he got fired, but apparently it was because Vince was like, well, uh, what's his name? The fucking, uh, who's the producer? Dunn? Whatever the fucking. Oh, yeah, Dunn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was going to just keep doing it. We don't need the fucking guy. And they were like, no, 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 we did. And then, oh, that's right. He was like Dunn's right-hand guy. He's right, to be the yeah. Dunn and waiting, if you will. And then just said, fuck this, is never going to leave. Maybe he thought Dunn was going to go to prison there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, well, Vince yeah. fired him because Vince was just like, Dunn's going to always do it. Fuck that. We don't need anyone younger. Look at me. I'm 80 and I'm still going, you know. Um, but yeah, apparently, I agree with you. I thought uh the, yeah he was gonna fix this stuff and it kind of did for a little bit but i don't know if maybe someone's like overtaking him or there's some beef ba- i don't know it's getting bad though anyhow uh so christian cage and luchasaurus beat up arn anderson arn anderson for his fucking role did amazing the blood looked real it was crazy so let's keep it moving then next we had tanahashi who i do know of because he does air guitar and that's over in Japan. And that always makes me question you guys. What the fuck is that about? Anyhow, he says MJF one-on-one. Okay. Uh, then they go to MJF and they say, Hey man, uh, Renee Paquette goes, Hey, uh, Tanahashi and you forbidden door. And he just outright says, no. And guess what? I've no showed before. So not going to do it. That sucks. See ya. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the chat again. They let us know that uh, I had no sound for a quick clip. See, this is the beauty of doing these live, right? We can get told when we're fucking up hey. and we're unaware and we don't know. So that reminds me, Tom. Uh, actually, I think that'll be fixed in the podcast. We'll fix it in the podcast. I don't think I need your help today. We're talking shop. We'll move Good. back to AW Dynamite. Yeah. All right, so MJF said, nah. Fuck that. I'm not going to do it. Uh, New Japan sucks. Bye. Okay, we'll see what happens. It was announced. They kept on announcing it. If you go to their social media, they still have that match as advertised. So we'll see what happens. But next up, Orange Cassidy is backstage. And he says, hey, a forbidden door. Uh, I know what's going to happen. Someone's going to walk up. And then they did. It's Zack Sabre Jr. And he's like, hey, I have this title. I want that title. But then Daniel Garcia was like, hey. I'm in here. And I also, where's your pal Shibata? And Orange Cassidy goes, you know what? This is all stupid. Next week, me and Shibata versus you two. Bye. And so we get that next week. We'll see how that goes down. Um, Then we move on. And Tim, Tim, we're playing the hits here tonight. It's right before the main event. So you know what that means. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's time, time for, for the, the women. women. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's been a while for the women. I'll give them credit. It's been a yeah. while since we've been able to say that. But you know what? When you're stuck in a pickle, put the women before the main event. You know what I mean? Everybody that knows that saying. Classic. Yeah. Yep. Don't spend Classic. more than you make and always put yeah. the women before the main event. Right. Yeah. No cop, no stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you're up, you're down. It's made you its know? motto. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Two birds, Two, one stone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Two birds in a bushel or whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. yeah, bushel in hand and sticks in the woods. Right. Uh, the Pope <laughs> shit in the woods? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Pope shit on a bear, guys? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Does, Steph Curry, does Steph Curry need a shooting coach? Come on. We know what we're fucking Jesus talking about guys. here. Yeah. Yeah. Theo P says Sky I Blue. miss Alexa Bliss on TV. Yeah. Well, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Yeah. We did not cover well, that in the news because generally I just leave personal things like that like marriages and you know pregnancies out of the news but like because yeah. i'm like yeah i mean it's wrestling ish but who gives a shit <laughs> by the way check out our pro wrestling's best news where we give it to you oh it's the best the best each and every weekday uh, on our if you subscribe to the uh, to the podcast you get it here or you can find it at spanish where we also implore you to subscribe you get the newsletters you get the pro wrestling's best news you get access to all of our content for free. It's the best. Absolutely free. The news is worth it. I give you a match of the day, which I hope would just spark your interest to check it out. I don't give you the link because, again, so many people consume wrestling in so many million different ways that I'm just going to not do something. So you go do it because here's the fucking match. Uh, but I give you a match of the day that I think you'll like, but the news is worth it to subscribe. So that is our plug there. But with this match, it was for the women's championship, Sky Blue taking on Tony Storm, Sky Blue's mother was in the front row that mm -hmm. was fun and shenanigans and tony storm gets the texas cloverleaf get out of here sky blue so what are we doing with tony storm what, what, what's happening you know here? man i really wanted to like this outcasts thing way more i just felt like it had well, so much promise and it, it still could obviously I, it's not closed i don't feel like but it ain't there yet mm-hmm well, so here's my thing. I think the outcasts are fine. Where's the fucking baby faces? Like, there's no credible, like, you know, I understand Jamie Hayter got hurt, and that's unfortunate, and I'm not trying to, like, you know. But after the match, so after the match. Could we turn Willow Jake Nightingale, Cargill baby face to eventually take down the outcasts? If we have the outcasts run through, body everybody for a few months, and Jade Cargill's now making the switch, right? She takes a little time off but comes back. Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. does the return and like I'm back Triple H style, maybe even spit some water in mm -hmm. the air. Um, and then we're all like, fuck yeah, Jay Cargill's going to fuck Tony Storm. Oh, and rightfully does. Yeah. That's what I would yeah, do. Yeah. Did I say Jade Cargill? I said, J did I say Jade Cargill or Jamie maybe. Hader? Jamie oh, Hader's oh, hurt. Oh, Jamie Hader, right. Yeah, Jamie Hader is hurt. Jade Cargill just lost, but I think we've been told again, wink, wink, behind the, behind the curtain, she's going to take some time off and rightfully deserving of so, you know. Right. Yeah, give her that pretty girl's walk like this, this, this song, yeah. and then have her beat the fuck out of the outcast. Hell yes. Yeah. Now, again, I think the outcast. I want her to do the here. whole, I want her to cosplay Triple H's return with the leather jacket, oh, with the, yeah. with the denim cut off vest over it, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> the yeah. leather pants. Did he have leather pants? Tim, get a hold of yourself. Tim, get a hold of yourself. Now, my favorite baby face in the world, and who I should have put in my top five if I'm being serious, and I fucked up, so I apologize now. 
But Willow Nightingale comes mm. out for the save, but she hasn't been winning matches. She's been winning matches on ROH, which if you have the ROH uh, platform, awesome. But if you don't, you don't know, right? So she comes out, but it's not credible because she's not winning on TV. So I love her. I think she's the best. Hopefully she's the one if Jade Cargill still takes extended time. But I feel as if yeah. the Outcasts are doing I, fine. It's the baby faces I who are do fucking feel- up. In regard to Willow Nightingale, they are missing the boat in that regard. Uh, Willow Nightingale had got over 100% completely on her own charisma. Just her own aura and charisma. That only lasts so long. If you do not strike while the iron is hot, as charismatic as an individual is, as much as you love their smile, as much as you love their energy, the it's the diminishing dopamine returns there, right? Like... It's mm-hmm. going to stop being so giddy and make you make you smile. The more times you see it, if there's nothing grabbing that emotion and pulling you along somewhere, and we're not getting There's no that. story. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's no story. So hopefully there is a story with her because Willow Nightingale in the main event for AW, She's the I co-signed one million percent. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. So remember, Tim, how I told you uh, Sonata is the champion. Yeah, everybody knows fan. that. Yeah, Sonata. Everybody. And he issued an open challenge. Not a Hyundai name after so that So an open challenge. <laughs> easy, easy, right, easy, right. easy, easy. There's a Sonata. So, There's a Honda Sonata. Well, I know. I know, but. It's um, not the same thing. I want everybody to understand that. I don't mean yeah, to demean, yeah. you know, other right. cultures or races, et cetera. But you are. But so I just Sonata, did. I mean, though, I didn't mean to do it, but I yeah. did. <laughs> but he issues. So here's the thing. This is this is where I want to talk this out a little bit. So he issues for his IWGP heavyweight championship title, which is their heavyweight championship title for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Says open challenge. Fucking stand up, right? Who wants this? And in AW, we have already spoken for. Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. Okay. But you're trying to tell me that Claudio or Moxley or Hangman or, you know, there's some more main event guys. They're just like, nah, Darby even. It was like, nah, Jungle Boy's the one that steps up and takes it, which I mean, Jungle Boy's Jungle Boy, but like, the thing is, here's where it comes. Sonata's going to win this match, which we're going to do our picks next week. I'm telling you now, he's going to win the match because Jungle Boy says, Hook, as my best friend, I want you in my corner. And you know what that means? I'm going to lose this match and blame it on you, motherfucker. And so we're getting the Jungle Boy heel turn at Forbidden Door, Hook versus Jungle Boy at all whatever it is, out or in, in or outy. I'm a little worried about that. In this idea of like, we love Hook, we all love Hook. So you can't do the opposite, right? You can't have Hook turn heel on Jungle Boy because I just don't think it'll take, right? I don't think the crowd's going to let you tell them to boo Hook. Yeah. So Jungle Boy is great. That one would be what people aren't expecting, right? He's Jungle Boy. Look at his hair, his baby face. He gives the Kansas City comp punt. Great. But as you said, we got to get the blow off for that. 
and I don't either one of these guys losing, it doesn't feel like it does them a whole lot of favors, right? I know we tell the mm-hmm. and you can where both guys can look good even one even though one loses. But I feel like they're both at kind of a critical point where hey, we've like we've got to do something or we're going to forget about them. And so I feel like the yeah. loser of this is going to get genetted a little bit if I can use a term like that. No, I get you. Um I think the one thing that's being missed with the hook character is just like this instead of, so hook does the fist bump or handshake, whatever it was, excuse me. I think it was a fist bump, dude, as you all know, I collect action figures now, new, new hobby of mine, right? Hook has an action figure coming out that they announced at double or nothing where the ultimate hook uh, action figure will have chips. Well, wouldn't that be fucking cool if we still had them having chips? Hand them a yes. chip as the acceptance. Like, get be more than just should be the silent yes. killer guy. And yeah, in fact, man, like, I, I personally, I know the hook train is still rolling. People still love him. I personally have already begun some of this as what I've said to you. Like, it's kind of falling off if we don't do something quick with it. Right? Mm-hmm. Some of the cool things that could have lasted, even though you were spinning your wheels and not necessarily doing major storylines, is things like the chips. But another thing I think I want to address with the Hook character is one of the reasons we like Hook is because of that silent demure, but he's just, he's like, he's the cool guy in the room, as we've discussed, right? He's got that mm-hmm, swagger. Mm-hmm. He's cool. He can't be bothered. He's cool. That guy, I'm going to be real honest here, isn't hanging out with a real life personality like a Dan Housen. Isn't necessarily best friends with a jungle boy who's not necessarily a square or a nerd or whatever you want to say, but like, he's not necessarily like the cool guy in the room. Right. I feel like we could do to lean into a little bit more of the swagger of hook and his coolness as it pertains to like a, you know what I mean? Like bringing that forth more in the storylines than we're actually getting. So it's happening too quick. Like he'd hang out with cooler it, guys. But, you you know, know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I don't Well, but with jungle boy, look, He's going to be on the cover of every teen sure. magazine, right? Right. And they're similar age. So what I could, what I would have done, which you can't do now because the heel turn is going to happen next Sunday, but I would have had them backstage throw some fucking women on them or guys throw everyone if on Hook them, right? And introduced like, Jungle Boy to the strip club. Now I'm on it, no, right? No, no, no. And no, here's what I want. I want him introducing Jungle Boy to the strip club, who's kind of like a little timid, like, oh, I've never been to one of these before, right? Like, have him be a little naive, right? The baby face, and yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, okay, the women, they just, you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we get Jungle Boy maybe a little a cool rub off? Because maybe mm-hmm. Jungle, maybe Jack Perry is really that cool guy in real life, and it doesn't come across, right? Like, maybe we can get some of that, because yeah. I feel like that's also missing a little bit with the Jungle Boy. We love him. But like he's kind of being like he's kind of nerdish, you know what I mean? Like he's not really. But oh. yeah, what I was gonna say though is like, look, let's break kayfabe again for a quick moment. He he's in a relationship with Anna J. Anna J is a very pretty young yep. woman, right? Yep. So what I was saying is like the strip club would be fun, but I don't know <laughs> yeah, if TNT right, yeah. TBS is gonna True. be cool with that. Right. What I'm saying is just they're backstage. And Hook sees the value in Jungle Boy of, oh, well, he gets all the girls. Well, I want some of the girls. So if I hang out with him, then I'm getting some of the girls, right? Like, that's the appeal for Hook yeah. to hang out with Jungle Except Boy. we haven't got anything out of Hook. We don't ever know Hook's intentions, 
the silent that's thing, what i'm saying we need yeah this is part of the issue either we need a manager for hook or we've got to find a way to let him start being able to speak right a la kane no well, i don't right? think he can yeah i don't think but he can. that's in it so now do we need a manager but how do we get a manager that brings across the same aura and talk well and, and swagger and well you know well we know if if you if you stopped with the he's got to be in a box for TV and you just say be you, his fucking dad Taz could do all that shit for him. Of course, but you know this is I mean? where I even like because I feel like Jungle Boy's stronger in that regard, right? If we turn him and not heel but more the cool baby face as opposed to the like everybody mm-hmm. lo- all the kids love mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and he was able maybe to do some more of the talking. That's not his strongest point. I'll give you that, but like I feel like he could cut a more workable promo. Well, that's in that what he's regard. gonna do. And then if he could kind of do the speaking for Hook. So maybe I'm not. I originally was like, I don't want this tag team at all. I don't care. But I do see the benefit of maybe nice. them filling in some of the gaps that each other is missing. Yeah. I think they're going to benefit from each other. But yeah. we're getting the heel tip. That's all to say that. All right. So now, Tim, let's get to the main event and end of the show, which, holy Christ, they just said, we're going to put all the fun in a blender at high speed and watch it go. So everybody, first this off, was an Oprah is, moment. You get a segment and you get a yeah. segment and you get a segment. So the match is the hung bucks, hangman, Adam page and the young bucks. First time teaming in AEW, taking on the Blackpool combat club, which consists of Claudio, John Moxley and Yuta. And before we even get to the finish, this fucking match did everything too. They tried super kicks and DDTs and pile drivers and uppercuts and new and boom boom bada fireworks everywhere. It was fucking fun. Hangman gets the victory over Yuta, so we get Hung Bucks victorious over the Blackpool Combat Club, who on commentary, which Brian Danielson was on, had said that they hadn't lost a match or been pinned for like and, and I a year or something. I think like they're that, right. right. Like I don't recall it. Yeah. So Blackpool Combat Club's like, well, fuck this. We don't like losing. Let's beat them up more. So we get beat up, 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 beat it up, beat it up, beat it up. And then holy fucking shit, my best friend comes back from the dead yeah. in his jean shorts and long ass t-shirt like it's 1998, fucking walking Same down shit there. He wore on the plane. Yep. Oh hell yeah! There ain't no gear for Eddie Kingston, and he comes in there. Gear, I'm wearing it, bitch. That yeah. <laughs> he double legs that fucking action figure, Claudio Castagnoli, and he's pounding on his head. Pound, 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 pound. Hit, 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 it's hit. On hit. site, he Kingston goes out and Castagnoli. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Castagnoli rolls out, and then John Moxley is like, "Motherfucker, what are you doing?" Yeah. And Eddie's like, "Hey, well, because." The agreement, if you recall, and I had to do some research because I was like, wasn't something said, and I do recall it, when Claudio made his debut back in the original uh, them versus the JS. There was the agreement that Eddie Kingston wouldn't fight Claudio in AEW. Don't fight in Ring of Honor, but with John Moxley in AEW, just fucking keep that shit out of here, right? So Eddie Kingston kind of broke his word. And Moxley got pissed. Like, what the fuck you doing in here, man? We got to beef with these guys. Fuck that. Sorry. And then... Yeah, and then those young pricks, they come in, and they start beating up on Moxley, and Eddie's like, God damn it, guys, like, no, stop this shit here. Like, yeah, 
It's not that Stop. guy. It's that fucking guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go beat up him again. We just, you know, or I'm gonna go beat him, but just leave. I don't even need you. Just go leave, right? But then, left turn. Here we go. Now the weirds mobile is in full motion. Takeshita comes out and he gives a forearm to the back of the neck of Eddie Kingston, and he's sitting there like, da, 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 I'm the coolest fucking guy. I'm the full coolest guy. And then here comes Kitty Omega with nipples the fucking size of daggers. Just fucking... Did you see his nipples? He's got really long nipples. Oh, my God. Can he nips Omega? <laughs> oh, my man. Just, he's on that WWE diet. He comes running out, which good. I don't care. We are forever he calling him out. Nips Omega. He's... Nips Omega. I thought Casanoli had the largest nips in wrestling, but you're right. It might be Omega. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not last night. It was... And we're talking about like nipple length outwards, not areola size. We're talking like yes, length of nipple, like protrude protrudence, right? Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about Madonna 1992. We're talking about yeah. You could just put a ruler perpendicular to his chest and measure the inches. (laughs) Yeah, you could cross a fucking river on his fucking nipple from one side to the other. Yeah, could hang a tire swing from them some (laughs) bitches. So he comes running out, and he's going out, and he kicks old Takeshi's ass, and he's like, ah, me to your fucking face, bitch, ha-ha. And then, fucking nerd from down under, he gives him a fucking kick to the face, and now we got that that fucking dork. Will Ospreay. Ospreay. Coming out like the Kool-Aid man. I'm going to give you this. They nailed that super kick, right? He got him square in the face omega was able to sell it with a contorted like they nailed it i'm gonna give you that good spot and the thing that i loved about the whole thing so then okay so let's first off then we'll come back so then it ends with osprey he's on top he even gives him another fucking elbow to the back of the head aha he's the man right smell my dick cool yeah (laughs) the thing i love the most i think from all of it is the clunkiness now we talked about some of their issues where you saw the word no, which you shouldn't. Uh, you had audio issues. Those things are like bad, right? Those are, what the fuck are we doing? But the good part of chaos is when it doesn't look clean because it's chaos for wrestling's sake. And that's what this was. Eddie Kingston getting in there, doing a shitty half single leg on Claudio and punching him, and then getting face to face with Moxley realism, and, that's how real fights go. You don't yeah. do a clean double. The guy yeah. tries to brace and you half fall together. Right. Yeah. And then, and then Kenny Omega wasn't going to wait for him to get kicked in the head by Osprey. So he's in move, like mid move to do this to Takeshita. And then he gets kicked himself. Even going back to Takeshita kind of just sloppily hits Eddie Kingston in the back of the neck with his elbow. So yeah, it was just, it was clunky, but it was like exciting clunky. Like, hell yeah, this yes. is dirty. Something's yeah. really going right. to happen here. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. You said that a little weird. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little uncomfortable. Now. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. Dirty. Don't have that extra yeah. at the end. That's a real yeah, instant way to make it more creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, Instantly I got kids. I got Keith Lee over here who has a saxophone. Hey, don't call an Uber. I'll give you guys a, road, a ride home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw that in there. You want, you want to hear my band? Yeah. Hey, you want to hear my band? You guys want to drink? I'm it. buying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. I, 
I'm cool. Water. Thanks. I know a guy who owns a bar. His name is Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gold never membership. Yeah. yeah. Never good to throw in a yeah at the end of anything. It's always bad. <laughs> Unless yeah. there's cocaine involved. Then maybe. Then maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey listen saturday night we may have to ask around maybe <laughs> i'm sure there's gonna be some yeah. yes sure somebody at the uh i'm sure you don't put on a chihuahua beauty pageant without a significant amount of cocaine <laughs> something i'm sure there's yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah yeah all right i think we found the episode title <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're gonna be like, who's the judge for this Chihuahua beauty pageant? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> this is my fifth one today. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're all beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you put that one in my bag? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm hyped for this event Saturday, i tell you that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, we had chaos, and that, you know, I think somebody mentioned this, and it might have been Jeffrey Sills, forgive me if I'm misquoting, early in the chat, they said, this felt like a go-home show. It really did, and it isn't, but it really mm -hmm. did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because what are they going to, I mean, we already have some matches announced, right? We got, um, we got uh, Orange Cassidy and, and, um, Yep. Uh, Shibata versus uh, Garcia. Yeah. But versus Garcia and uh, uh, yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, yep. mm -hmm. So that's a good tag match. Mm -hmm. uh, we got some, I mean, we got some things, but because uh, they're in Chicago. So they got to go hard again. So oh, yeah. This might have been technically the go home show for Collision, even though it's supposed to be what we're hearing, maybe different storylines. So dynamite. We'll see. You mean Dynamite? Well, I meant Dynamite was the go home for the. First episode of Collision. Oh, I got you. Yeah, ooh, possibly. So yeah, maybe yeah, they were yeah. trying to go. But like, I think Let's Dynamite is throw things. I think it's supposed to be different. Yeah, like mildly different rosters and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I hope so, but I also hope that it's not like a why have we never seen? Yeah. yeah, why have I never seen Eddie Kingston and Miro fight again? Right. It's like I yeah, I don't need do a that full yeah. split, but like a mostly different. Right, like occasionally you're gonna have some crossover. I get like logistics purposes makes it too hard sometimes to do you know split it's like oh shit somebody's sick eddie can you go over to can you hop the next mm. flight over to omaha and fucking you know show up that kind well, of thing that happens yeah and also it's like one thing that i've never liked with uh brand splits is you know uh for example like if i if 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 uh triple h and orton have a real blood feud on raw they would also just show up on SmackDown and be like, well, we know everyone's here. I'm going to fucking fight them here, too. Like, they wouldn't wait for the the next Monday. So I right. hope that there's a little of that, right? Where if Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale have a pull apart on Dynamite, Collision, they're fucking running into each other, colliding, haha, and fucking fighting there, too. You know what I mean? Like, they're not waiting for the week. Yeah. And so right. that's what I don't want to have happen. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was dynamite. What that was the uh, that was the end. That's kind of how we went out, right? The chaos, the end. Chaos, baby. All right, so we're gonna head out. 
Uh, we're going to put this show together, load it up for the podcast listeners, and and remind you to stay tuned to SpanishAnnounceTable.net throughout the weeks uh, to keep up to speed with us and what we're doing. Uh, but this week, we're going to go... We're going to go get into some festivities at the Tacos and Tequila Festival, and we'll report back next week on the Spanish Announce Table. Yeah. yeah. The Spanish Announce Table.